Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is presented by DraftKings. Loaded program, as always, on Thursdays during the football season. We do have Nigel Seeley in 30 minutes. Best Bets in Soccer, Brad Powers, College Football Bowl Games, Mike Palms in studio, Paul Charchin as well later on today. And we have to get to this uh, Thursday night football game on the board tonight. It's a tricky handicap, but we will start because last night was fascinating in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you, Paulie, look, whenever a player has a 64-14 and game in the league, which is not very often, if ever, that player's name is going to get into the MVP mix. Am I going to bet Giannis today to win the MVP? No, I'm not. But the highest total in an NBA game in 30-plus years goes over, and that guy goes for 64 last night. His player prop is 34-and-a-half. He almost doubled it in the game last night. Yeah, he was 20 of 28, and it was 24 of 32 from the free-throw line. So, as you mentioned, it's the third time it's happened since 1970. Of course, Michael Jordan did it. Oh, sure. And uh, David Robinson did it in 1994. It's the first time in history a player had 20 field goals and 20 free throws and was 70% each on both of them. And the most points someone has scored with under 30 field goal attempts. I mentioned the 20 of 28. So just dominating performance, incredible. And, And these guys, now there's bad blood. The fiasco afterwards, which we'll get into, it goes over. So it's just, uh, I mean, they're going to be scary offensively if they figure this out. Now, I know you understand your concerns defensively, but this guy, if he can ever be consistent from the free throw line, that's the big. he's boy. so damn big and talented that you still at times have to respect him. You know, can he make a jumper? But I'm just going to put my head down, go to the basket, and good luck. Think about this. Embiid at 30 at halftime last night. <laughs> yeah. And because they blew out their opponent so badly, he didn't even play the fourth quarter. He had, I think, 41 and 11. It's an afterthought because of what Giannis ended up doing last night. And I, I, I thought like something could possibly happen after the uh, semifinal game out here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't, these teams don't like each other. 
I think also the Bucks might be a little. Uh, I don't know if the, not intimidated is probably the wrong word, but they may, might be realizing um, these young guys now, especially on a team that's averaging as many points as they are, most since like the, the Nuggets back in the early 90s, like maybe they're a small threat to them. Not only in the division, but in the Eastern Conference at some point, because Halliburton, the way he runs the show, is so damn mm-hmm. effective. Yeah, yeah. So and that, maybe there's trash talking going on too. But the surreal piece of theater after the game about where's the game ball, give me the game ball, it extends into the tunnel. Carlisle said it's unfortunate afterwards. I mean, it turns out, does the security guy have it? You know, the Pacers wanted to get it for their guy who made his first basket. Some people thought it was because Freak went for 64, but he wanted to get it because I think Lillard moved the fifth all-time and made threes, so he wanted to get it for him. And then in the post-game press conference, while he's talking about the debacle and what happened, Freak says, I didn't get the game ball from game six in the finals that someone else had to have. So did the security guy get it last night? Who got it when they beat the Suns in the NBA Finals? This memorabilia business is worth so damn much that some guy's going to think, well, I'll put it in my mantle, or maybe it's worth something and I'll sell it down the road. Who knows? He probably realized, I, I signed a contract three years, $186 million. That's I'm, that's chump change compared to Otani. So <laughs> I need I need to yeah. like I need to hoard everything possible for my career so I can sell it a little bit uh, later yeah. on. Yeah, that's what he's going. That's his way of deferring the money. Why would the security guy grab the ball? Why would he get it? And why would he get? How's well, that allowed? That, like, you know, hand it over here. We could have a brawl because we don't know what's going on with the with the actual game ball. That would were be, there were there two game balls? What happened? That would be like a fan who's a security guard who grabs the ball underneath his jacket. I hope nobody finds me because I <laughs> want this after the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. That and also the losing streaks continue. This is unprecedented yep. where we're sitting. And I mentioned this. I didn't bet it, but I brought it up on the air in case anybody wanted to. If you if you just simply faded the three teams yesterday on the money line on a parlay, it would have paid at the time when we were on the air plus 165. That's astonishing. That's nuts. It's that be, that payback. It's because the Lakers were such a small. Well, that one, right. But, but going Spurs back, are. though, too, yeah. Uh, well, th- I couldn't believe that line, and, and the Lakers almost blew it late, but they took money. The Pistons have lost 21 in a row. The Spurs have lost 18 in a row. It's the first time in MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL history two teams have been on an 18-plus game losing streak at the same time. And and the Wizards have lost 15 of 16. Mm-hmm. So I remember we were on the air. I think it was a Thursday night game. Wembenyama had a great performance. They beat the Suns on the road. The Spurs haven't won since. And the Pistons actually were 2-1 and one to start the year. Haven't won since. We knew the Wizards were going to be god-awful with the roster they have. And they can't, we, you know, we would go for 20 if we go out there. So this is just, this is historic. You have to do that parlay every single night. The Pelicans were only laying seven. And Got they it. dropped 140 yeah. on the Wizards. So oh, this, it, this, is, this is spectacular and real right here. These teams are so bad defensively that uh, the games can get away from them in, in any given like stretch, any given run. A team, because I think that was tight early on, and then the Pelicans just said, what are we doing here? You're Washington. We're going to put the gas down right now, and we're going to yeah. put the afterburners on, and this game's going to be a 20-point game before you know it. And that's kind of what happened. No LeBron last night. Number was short. Well, so this is, I mean, again, though, they did come down to getting the best number in that game. When we were on the air yesterday, Lakers were either one and a half or two. It was moving up a little bit, but that closed, what, three and a half, four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in but that, that, three? Yeah, they had no business. They were playing with their food. They were up 10 with like 90 seconds. I know. But what about this run Anthony Davis is on? He had 37 and 10 last night. Here's his game law going back. 37 and 10, 37 and 11. In the championship game out here, 41, 25 and 4. 
27 and 15, 27 and 14, 31 and 14, 32 and 13, 28 and 16, 27 and 10. Good for him. He takes a lot of abuse because he gets hurt all the time. And, you know, there's some times where you look, it's like the guy just played a half and didn't score. And we saw what happened at times in the Western Conference Finals against uh, the Nuggets, too, where he just goes through the motions. When he is locked in, ready to go, watch out. And good for he has been unbelievable yep. in the last month. Well, I mean, that's always the thing that you have to take into consideration, right? Because the thought is, and this it's a very common thought, and it makes sense, like if the guy could ever stay healthy for, you know, a full season, let's say 70-plus games, that dude would be in the MVP mix every single year. Because for, I mean, he's been in the league now for a decade, and for most of his career, when healthy, he is a top three to top five player in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Can't deny it. He's phenomenal. I, I love their team. He's Think about this. As much talent as, as Calipari has had at Kentucky in the last what, more than a decade, he's the reason why Calipari has one ring or has that ring. That's right. He was so good. Right. It's a great story, and they're the one seed, but the T-Wolves have to prove it to me come playoff time. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, certainly the Nuggets are you know, got to respect them, but the, it's how the Lakers play because of those two guys. They are going to kill you at the free throw line. Oh, yeah. It's, Remember it's last physical. year, the disparity That's right. the line. It was, it was all time, all record. It is just they are going to go to the basket, punish you down low, and you're going to foul them. And, of course, you're going to get the superstar treatment, too. Yeah, I'll give you another one. I love the Thunder. I, I, I thought they were going to be an awesome regular season team. I, Paul, how does that translate to April and May? They don't have a lot of experience, if any at all. Ultra young, super talented. But if they have to run up against the Lakers in a seven-game series, I mean, the the clear, I mean, it's not even close. The experience goes to L.A. Yep. So that could be huge. And uh, we touched on it yesterday, but there is, you know, like the Warriors are, uh, the Warriors could miss everything here and be lucky to get in the play-in. And they are playing the Clippers tonight. Clippers are hot and they're laying five and a half against the Warriors. So good for Adam Silver. I mean, enough's enough. I, I, everyone is sick and tired of Draymond Green, including the organization. So what's a fair suspension? Ten? 15, I mean, it's every couple months he does something stupid. I was watching a lot of the replays of him yesterday. It was, I think, the NBA show on ESPN, and they were showing all of the instances this year with, like, up-close video of the chokehold on Gobert, like, different views and angles from the, the shot to Nurkic last night. I can't, there's, there has to be a player in the NBA, because if this was when we were growing up, he would get mauled the next night or in any given game by somebody like a Mahorn, uh, you know, oh, Anthony great Mason. Great call. Um, it would be, uh, who, who was the guy, who was Jordan's um, muscle? Oakley. A guy like that would kill Draymond Green. Who's the guy in the NBA that's going to say in a game when he goes off, not to my teammate, pal, I think it would be Steven Adams from Memphis, where he would just clean his clock and finish him, but he's out for the year. There has to be somebody who's not going to take it when Green goes off like this and puts him in his place, and Green's going to like, I, I don't know what the story is. The guy might just say, screw it, I'm going to be done for the year, with, but I'm, I'm going to knock his lights out. Yeah, It's going to have to happen. Or you can gang up on him. I mean, there's something wrong with him. He got sus- there has to be. He got suspended and missed a finals game and cost his team a championship. Sure. And he still won't change his behavior. Oh, he's gotten worse. Oh, yes. Right. And now it's like, well, it's, his play has fallen off and... It's playoff games, technicals, what he did to go bear. The highlight reel, if you watch it, what he's done throughout his career. You know, in the kicking the guys in the basket with what what he's done too. Yeah. And it's just, 
I, I hope they drop the hammer on the guy. Yeah, so do I. You can it, bet on this in faraway places, and like uh, zero to twenty games is the favorite. Well, it's got to be. T- it's going to be twenty plus games, is my guess. You think so? That's what I said yesterday. You asked me, and wow. I said it's got to be. It has to be a minimum of twenty oh, games. Th- oh, okay. That yes. was such a blatant shot. And he's, you know, I got to tell you that excuse. They, they've won four titles. They've been in this thing every single year for ten years. That is a loser mentality to do that. You are a loser, Draymond Green, to do what you did to Nurkic, and then to put Gobert in a headlock. It is such a a, a bottom feeder move. To you, you should be way better than that, and you're not at this stage. You've gotten worse in your career. Yeah, it's unacceptable. And honestly, uh, I would applaud Silver if he gave him the entire year. Because it's happened over and over and over again. Yeah, repeat offender. And oh, by the way, on top of that, the Warriors look ancient now. Clay Thompson is—did he just turn seventy-five years old overnight? Yeah, that's—it's bad. I can't believe they gave him all that money. But that—how do you think the chemistry is? No kidding. You know what he did? What he did to pool? Sure. He punched a teammate in the face. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, just you know, sit out a game or two. Or yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we're going to we'll, be good with that. Yeah, we'll handle it. I mean, what? We'll recap last night's betting action with win-lose coming up next. And I will give the NFL credit. They're at least, the way it appears, going to talk about some of their silly rules. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It starts Saturday, several bowl games, bowl seasons here, early Christmas present for you. If you're not an early subscriber, no problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone. Spreads, totals, picks, confidence picks, Golick, Smackin, and Brent Musburger every game. Put a bow on the bowl season. Free copy of the VEASAN College Football Bowl Betting Guide. Must have, especially with all the opt-outs, transfer portal, injuries, absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. Get your free copy today. All right, it's time to talk to Nigel Seeley, our guy. At Seeley underscore Nigel on X. Love, love talking soccer, uh, tennis, and golf with him. And he is at the Crystal Palace Christmas party, holiday party, and it's on the grounds. They, they filmed Ted Lasso here, right? To tell, tell people what you're doing today. Yeah, no, hello, guys. Here I am. There he is. There's Crystal Palace football ground. There's there you the, go. Stand behind me there. That's the welcome to Crystal Palace. I'll give you a little tour around the ground as I'm walking around. That's the main stand there. That's where they filmed Ted Lasso. And there it is. Welcome to Crystal Palace Football Club. So that's where I am today. Wow. Looking ahead to the, the, the Christmas party that's going to start in a couple of hours. You just took me out from the pub down the road. I was having a nice Stella. <laughs> and you, you, you made me come down here in the cold and horrible. Yeah. This is, this is where the, it's the Crystal Palace. If we walk up there, there's the main stand. See the main stand there of the football ground? That's where Ted Lasso is filmed. Just yes, there, there it is. There wow. it is. That's awesome. There it is. That is great. Perfect. And a good and a good show as well. Well, let's start with that match. Yeah. They take on Man City. It's not. It, listen, they're still a dollar ten to win it, Nigel. But they're in fourth place now. What do you think of City at home against Crystal Palace? Well, I mean, I've got to be quite careful around here because I'm going to tip Manchester City to win this match. I think that people will be listening to me, and I might be lynched if I if I talk too loud. But I, I think I think Manchester City are going to come good, Paulie. I mean, we know they've seen it, they've done it, they've won three Premier League titles back to back. They know exactly what they've got to do. And this is their final match before they head off to the World Club Championship in Saudi Arabia. So they want to go off with a win. All right. The problem with the problem with Crystal Palace at the moment is they have a huge amount of injuries. Uh, they lost four players uh, in the match against Liverpool, which is a, a terrible uh, defeat for them in that match. How they lost that match and how the, the, the refereeing decision went against them massively. But they, they travelled to Manchester City, and I feel that Manchester City are really going to put a number on someone at the moment. They've won back-to-back games, but haven't had to put the ball in the back of the net the performances deserve. They struggled a little bit against Luton, but the timing is absolutely perfect to play Crystal Palace this weekend. Crystal Palace uh, are decimated by injuries. They have uh, four players they lost in that match against Liverpool through injury. The goalkeeper situation here is tragic. They've got a goalkeeper who's never played in the Premier League. He made his debut in 15 oh. minutes against Liverpool. He's got to go and play a, a, a Manchester City at the Etihad. Uh, a daunting prospect for someone who's been playing uh, in the Scottish lower leagues. Uh, and now he's got to play in the Premier League up against the champions. So I think this is a really good time to get with Man City. You're not going to get much price. They're, might, they're minus $6 or something like that to win this match. But I think they could really, they're going to beat someone quite heavily. And I like Man City minus two here. On the Asian handicap with two goals, exactly a push. Now, last week, I played the same bet against Luton, and they didn't cover. They won 2 1, but they should have covered on the stats. If you look at the metrics and the goal XG, they should have won that a lot more. I would say a depleted Crystal Palace is an easier, at home, is an easier prospect for Manchester City than the trip to Luton. And the trip to Luton, they were priced exactly the same, around about minus 120. But this market is all hinges whether Haaland plays. Last week, we Holland didn't play. He was injured, and the price movement on that was massive. 
But I still think, even if he doesn't play, I think if he doesn't play, the line will go up for plus money. If he does play, you might be looking at something like about minus 160. So I think minus 120, I've heard he's going to play. So I think he's about a 65% chance of playing. So I think it's worth taking the minus 120. And even if he doesn't play, uh, Alvarez is the replacement centre forward for Manchester City, who won the World Cup for Argentina. And they're up against a, a goalkeeper who is making his first start in the Premier League. I just tell you something, the situation is so bad here with injuries for Crystal Palace that the manager's just come out and said, have I got my boots? Can I come and play with the team? That's how <laughs> oh, bad they are. Wow. They're, they're in serious trouble. Well, Nigel, as a follow-up then, on the uh, future board here to win the Prim outright, Man City's minus 110 at DraftKings, Liverpool plus 275, Arsenal plus 330 this morning, and here's Aston Villa now, red hot 16-1. to 1. If you had to take a shot or two here and fade, you want to fade Man City to win this thing? If so, who do you want to take a shot with? Well, no club has ever won four successive Premier League titles, so they've got, they've got to beat history, and that's a big thing for them. Um, I, I, they're not their invincible self, but they're one team that know what to do coming down the stretch. Uh, I think they're a price that I wouldn't bet, minus 112. I wouldn't tie my money up for that period of time. I think Arsenal are, are a defeat waiting to happen. The amount of goals they're conceding defensively, they look shambles at the moment. So they're getting away with it at the moment, Arsenal. I've said all along this season, I like Liverpool. But it's 18s, you can get 25 over here. Aston Villa are real contenders. Their home form is better than anybody. They've got, they, they're, they, they're virtually unbeatable at home. If they can pick up some points on the road, that's a big thing. And you've got to remember, they've beaten Manchester City and Arsenal back-to-back. They've taken points off the big teams. So now... I'm looking at Liverpool and Villa being the value. I want to fade Man City and Arsenal at the prices. They are the two teams that the, the, the public think will go down the stretch. But I think at the prices, you want to be you want there a fade. All right, how about some totals now? Let's stay with Saturday. Burnley, Everton, under. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been a terrible season for me on the soccer this season. I've had a, well, my worst start to the season. And, and my tips on here have not, haven't been as good as they have been over the years. And a lot of it's to do with the fact that we've been betting over two and a half, under two and a half goals when the over's been cashing on with this extra time. Uh, Burnley are, are a funny team for me. Um, when they were in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago, they were certainties to be under two and a half goal. You put them in as bankers each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, company, the manager's come in, he's changed the way they play a little bit. They've gone a little bit more offensive. And when they started in the Premier League, they tried to go toe-to-toe with some of the big teams, and they were found out. They were beat heavily by Aston Villa. They were beat heavily by Chelsea. They were beat heavily by Tottenham. But in the last two weeks, I've seen them sort of go back to that sort of traditional uh, up-and-under physicality of Burnley and being quite tight. They've changed their style of play. And I think this is a big game at the bottom of the Premier League. And I think that they, will, that they, will, they won't cancel each other out here. Um, the other reason I like the under here is because the manager of Everton, Sean Dice, was previously the manager of Burnley. This is the first time he's taken his players back, uh, mm-hmm. his new team back to his old team. And he's got two or three players in this Everton team who are former Burnley players as well. So I think this is, a, is, a, is quite a close match. I don't think there's much between the two sides. And I think Burnley, what I've seen in the last few weeks, have reverted to that old style of Burnley rather than this sort of going toe-to-toe with the big guns. I think that this, will, this will come visit out to a bit of non-event here. I like the draw in this match. Okay. Uh, and if I'm looking for a line, I'll, I'll go for the under two and a half as well. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Nigel Seeley, our guest at Seeley underscore Nigel on X. Uh, how about, I love, I love this play here. Sunday morning, what, let's go over two. Yeah. And, you can go over two and a half and lay juice, but you want to go three. Arsenal, Brighton, over. This is my best player of the weekend in the Premier League. Uh, but, uh, but Arsenal, Brighton, uh, over three goals. Three goals is a push. They met three times last season in the Premier League. Uh, two of the three went over. 
three uh, two and a half uh, over three sorry and one of them was exactly three so the three matches last season you played this ma- this market you wouldn't have lost um, Brighton have, uh, both teams have scored in every single Premier League game this season for Brighton they scored in 32 consecutive Premier League games so you could think that Brighton are going to score in this match I think if, I think I'd give Brighton a bit of a chance at six to one to actually beat Arsenal okay. they beat them last year in feature three nil but over three goals, eight matches at home for Arsenal this season. Six of them have cashed on over three goals. Two of them have been, uh, sorry, only one has gone under three goals. And that was against Manchester City, a one-nil win. Uh, for If you look at Brian on their road matches this season, six have gone uh, over three goals and two have gone under three goals. So on the two matches this season, 16 games, 12 of them are cashed. And you've only really lost three times out of 16 matches. So I like goals in that one as well. My okay. best bet, over three goals with three goals a push. All right, uh, two minutes left. Am I pronouncing this right? G- Girona? Girona, yeah. La Liga? The in the, okay, is, yeah. This, is this Leicester City part two? They were 1,000 to one. They're in first place in La Liga. Well, they're, they're, they're an unbelievable story. A very small squad. They're, I think the Real Madrid are going to come close there. They, they showed their real true worth in Spain by beating Barcelona last week. But uh, I, th- I think they're going to fade. But one thing before I go, before I go, I've got a very big friend of the show, and he might have followed you on Twitter. He's a huge Beeson fan, and he always uh, comments on the stuff that we do here on Follow the Money. He always retweets our stuff. It's his 50th birthday, and his wife has asked me to give him a shout-out. Oh. So Paul Laguna, also known as Joe DeFan on okay. Twitter, happy 50th birthday uh, from me. And he's, he always watches every Beeson show. He's a big fan of you two. And his wife has asked if we can give him a shout-out for his 50th birthday. So happy 50th, Paul. Uh, have a great day, mate. Good job. Very cool. All right. Thanks, Nigel. Enjoy the Christmas party. Take care, lads. All the best. All right. Yep, there you go. And happy birthday as well. What a life. He's walking around on the grounds, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, by the way, that's the team that he's fading. Totally injured. Right. He's had some pretty good intel over the years when he goes to this Christmas party. Yeah. Right? Talking. He gets again. all the tea. He knows all the tea. Is that the holiday? All of it. You believe, did, were you familiar? I, saw, I didn't see this until Jeff Sherman at the Westgate tweeted it out. No, they were, they were he, a thousand to one. They're in first place. That's what. That's where I saw it. This is wild. Yeah, Leicester was five thousand, right? That's correct. Yeah, five thousand. Yep. And yeah, that they, did, was... they did not take a single bet. By the way, over there at a thousand to one. Wow. So now they're what five to one? What a story in that neighborhood. No, shorter than that. Now, now shorter because of, okay, they, right. ju- they just beat Barcelona. I be- uh, Barcelona, excuse me, uh, the other day. I think. All right, we'll get into the uh, Thursday night game that we have tonight. Look at the player props as well. No Keenan Allen. Easton Stick is the quarterback for the Chargers. A bunch of other key guys are questionable. What to do with this game? Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the Sports Betting Network. This show is brought to you by DraftKings, Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And on Thursdays uh, throughout the football season, professional sports better Brad Powers joins the program. His website is bradpowersports.com. You can follow him on X. He's at bradpower7. Good to talk to you again today. Brad, how are you? Doing well, guys. Uh, good to see you. So I teased this before the break. Uh, a total has dropped in one of the bowl games this weekend. It's the Cure Bowl in Miami as uh, Miami of Ohio plays Appalachian State. Open 51.5, down to uh, 44.5 at last check. And we, uh, we did get an email from Hagen today, who lives in the area, to point out that 
the game starts at 3.30 Eastern. They're expecting over a half an inch of rain to fall during the game with uh, sustained winds in the forecast at 20 miles an hour or more. Um, have you touched this game already? And with that knowledge, uh, would 44.5 maybe seem a little bit too high still? Yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, I, I've, I bet it both sides and both uh, sides of the total, too. Just, uh, you know, more information based uh, at the openers. The opener is right around this number before the weather, before the news of Miami's quarterback being out. So my numbers actually like the over at that point. But uh, as soon as Miami's uh, quarterback was announced out, I, I, I took a bigger position on the under at 47 and a half. I, I took a, I bought back a little bit of my original Miami, Ohio position and took some app state at current numbers. I'm going to lean Miami, Ohio at seven. Uh, I'll, I, you know, last I checked, the defense is still going to show up. And that's something I could count on uh, not only in this game, hopefully, but but uh, each game, each game for the last couple of years. I think Miami's had the best defense in the Mac the last couple of years. Uh, and well, sure. Why not? Uh, with the weather that bad that you don't expect and. You know, you guys gave me a reminder that uh, I probably don't always do a good job of checking bowl weather like I should. You, you would tend to think on the bowl games they're being played right. in these game in, in these types of uh, atmospheres in these regions because weather shouldn't be a big of a factor. But uh, yeah, that, that's one that I probably should have bet a little bit more on early in the week. Okay, so that's that's the uh, Cure Bowl at twelve thirty, and it's only the third game. We got two games before that. How about the New Orleans Bowl? And, and the favorites flipped here and a big move on Jacksonville State. What do you think of Jacksonville State? And good for them that they get in a bowl here with Rich Rod taking on Louisiana. Yeah, actually lean Louisiana here. A uh, little bit of a crowd edge. Been there, done that. I know Jacksonville State will be fired up. But I, I the main reason why I'm betting, the, you know, the leaning towards the Louisiana side here is just the, the, the disparity and strength of schedule here. I mean, Sunbelt and Conference USA, I think, to the novice Ah, they're the similar it's group of five. No, I would say the average team power rating difference between the two conferences is about a touchdown difference. So I'll take the team out of the stronger conference. Been there, done that. Used to playing in bowl games. Maybe a little bit distracted. Jacksonville State. Uh, they're playing in New Orleans. Give me Louisiana. Not my favorite bet on Saturday, right. but a bet that I made. Right. All right. Good angle. Uh, we start the day 8 a.m. Pacific. Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern Ohio. Ohio quarterback out. Georgia Southern lane three and a half. How about this one? Yeah, originally, but I liked Ohio. Uh, I did not expect Ohio to have a lot of the guys hit the transfer portal as much as they did. It's just not the quarterback, but uh, keep in mind the backup quarterback is already out for the season, so they'll be down to a third-string quarterback. And multiple other offensive starters are out, especially at the skill positions. And this was an Ohio offense that really wowed me to begin with, but now you take all those guys out, I don't see a pathway to success for their offense. So I'm going to, even at the current numbers, let's go ahead and lay it, especially at that one you got up on the screen there, minus three, a uh, little bit heavier juice there. I'm laying it with Georgia okay. Southern. How about the uh, L.A. Bowl home game here for UCLA? They're taking on Boise State. You know, a couple of years ago, before all of the uh, movement with the players, like this would have been, to me, a sexy bowl game uh, right away to begin things with. It still could be, but you know what I'm saying with all the players potentially moving here. Bruins open two and a half, now four, four and a half, total of 48 and a half or 49. Uh, the right move, in your opinion, here to go up that much? Uh, well, I'm conflicted. I mean, that's going to sound like a broken record, but I mean, I, I probably didn't have the best uh, injury or at least uh, quarterback uh, transfer portal luck on this slate of games. But I originally liked Boise State, thought they'd be fired up. You, you certainly saw them play their best football down the stretch with the interim now permanent head coach in Danielson. Uh, but now Taylor Green's out and now they're going to be down to a third string quarterback. So I don't like my Boise State position as much. With that being said, 
UCLA's best pass rushers out. They're starting running back. Carson Steele has not showed up to practice. He hasn't. He's been a no-show of practice all week. I, I don't think he'll play. They have multiple other starters going to be out for this one. I still think Boise State even with the third-string quarterback. We're the pizza bet. That, that's where I lean here. Have you noticed, like uh, you know, and we all know this at this point, right? Last two or three years with the portal, but how much more time are you like spending on a day-to-day basis, just on Twitter? online trying to track news talking to people like I, I thought I had this game perfectly like wrapped up and handicapped and now I get this news which was totally unexpected yeah it's much different than even what it was three years ago I mean you kind of anticipate the top NFL guys opting out to, to declare for the NFL draft that was pretty simple uh, you know some guys maybe you can anticipate a transfer you heard whispers throughout the course of the season I'll use UCLA as an example Dante Moore doesn't surprise me there was whispers that he might transfer out even before the season uh, the ones that have surprised me I, I mentioned a few of them these Mac quarterbacks hitting the transfer portal uh, that was a little bit surprising to me that that's something that I didn't anticipate and something I'm gonna have to Look at further, uh, you know, as I bet, you know, go, go to bet bulls and then next year, uh, it, it's something that, uh, you know, I'll probably be a little more conservative than what I was this year. Well, how about the, the new rules now? We were talking before the, before you came on with the, the, you, how many times you can transfer and also look at Murphy, Texas is in a, in a playoff game. He goes, okay, that's it. I'll see you guys. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be the starter. Quinn Ewers will be back. Arch Manning, maybe if he gets better, ends up passing him. He's maybe going to be third on the depth chart. Uh, he's a very big kid. He's got some stuff on film. There's going to be a high demand for him. Uh, he has to do it. He wants to, I mean, kudos to the kid that, you know, he wants to, you know, commit to a team before spring practice and get involved. But, I mean, what's he to do? This is the calendar that we're dealt with here. You got to, you can only hit the portal in like a, a you know, a couple times, a couple periods throughout the course of the year. You can't hit the portal uh, you know, 365 days, there's a short period after spring practice and there's a short period right now. Oh, I, I don't blame the kid, but, but man, it stinks for Texas, especially if viewers get banged up, which he has been banged up multiple yeah. times in his career this year and last year. Very good. How yep. about the New Mexico bowl? No Tedford for Fresno. They got off to a hot start injuries to the quarterback. Uh, they're taking money up to three and a half. New, Me- excuse me, New Mexico state against Fresno, New Mexico state taking the money. Yeah, I mean, price-wise, it's a little expensive on New Mexico State, but I mean, I'm looking for teams that I can count on, and I don't. I'm not sure that there's a coach and team they can count on more this year as far as effort on yeah. a week-in and week-out basis more than New Mexico State this year. I mean, they, they were as consistent as any team, even when you thought they would be. You know, against Jacksonville State, they're off the the big time, probably the the biggest win in the history of the school of the football program, beating Auburn, and they still bring it against good Jacksonville State teams. So. Uh, I, I'm just going to go with the, the the known commodity here. I'll lay the points with New Mexico State. Uh, looks like Diego Pavia is going to play for them. So if he's playing, they, you got a shot. Brad, let's go back in time a good month, maybe a little bit more than that. After Fresno beat Boise, that would have been before New Mexico State beat Auburn. What do you think the number in this game would have been at that point? Oh, my goodness. I mean... <laughs> Right. The, let, let's take it just a few weeks even before that, because I started to get a little shaky on Fresno before that. But uh, before they lost to Wyoming, I mean, this line would have been Fresno <laughs> seven, at least, at least. They have to be. And how it just completely flipped on the stretch then. Yeah, you got to be careful, though, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to, you know, hot teams against the spread, usually you want to fade them in the bowl games because they get expensive. Yeah, and I kind of mentioned New Mexico State's a little expensive here. And then teams that, you know, that really look terrible down the stretch, 
Uh, usually those teams get bet against too much. You got two, three, four weeks in some instances where you get that same narratives about teams and uh, got to be careful a little bit yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I don't know. With Fresno, I, I don't know. What's the motivation here? Absolutely. For I mean, yeah. Who's going to that game? If you, yeah, it's almost New Christmas. Mexico State, it's everything. That's right. So, it's in I your mean, you're talking about home? going for 11 wins. Yes. They'll be excited. No, you, you nailed it. Jerry killed the job he's done. They should be up for the game near their backyard. And if you're a Fresno fan, alumni, who's going? It's almost Christmas. Who's going to New Mexico on a Saturday, right? Uh, Independence Bowl, how about Cal and Texas Tech at night? Yeah, lean Texas Tech, even though, you know, surprised me a little bit. Uh, their top offensive lineman hit the portal. A couple of their starting wide receivers have hit the portal. A couple of defensive starters out. But uh, I just think, you know, when Cal losing their OC, I think that hurt them a little bit. That was the main re- major reason why Cal is in a bowl game is their OC is off to Baylor this year. I just trust Texas Tech has a little. I think Texas Tech, because of injury this year, little undervalued. They're better than their record indicates. So I'm going to lay it mm-hmm. here with Texas Tech. We'll get to more games that you like coming up in the next segment. Uh, a couple of other uh, maybe tidbits here on the transfer portal. Uh, Gabriel, now that it's official, it looked like he, last week when we talked to you, it looked like he was going to go there. Now it is official. I'm get, that's Is that an upgrade over Bo Nix potentially? No, no. I would rather have Bo Nix than Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Here's a sneaky one, and this would be a good tease the next segment if you want to do best bets. I think even Oklahoma thought they could upgrade a quarterback. The major reason why Dylan Gabriel's transferring isn't because, uh, you know, he's going for money or whatever, Oregon. He was going to eventually get beat out at quarterback next year. Yeah, that's a five-star kid, right? Who who is? Yeah, Jackson Arnold. Uh, they yeah. love him. You get to see him in the bowl game. Market thinks it's a significant downgrade. Right. I don't think that's the case. Look at this, too. I want to run this by you. Uh, guys, if we could throw up that, that tweet again, uh, the SEC schedules for Florida, for an example. They announced <laughs> their schedules. They had the big show for it. I mean, this is now, it's gotten to the point. Look at this. The final five games for Florida next year without a bye. Georgia <laughs> at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss at Florida State. Yeah, be lucky to win one one game out of those. <laughs> uh, I, you know what I can't – yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, even teams like Georgia and Alabama, look at their schedules. I mean, 10-2 and two would be could be a hell of a team. So just in time for the 12-team playoff because I, I don't think anybody's running these gauntlets unbeaten or even with uh-huh. one loss. It is going to be fascinating to see the opening numbers for SEC win totals next year. Yep. On this, and the same thing with a lot of these Big Ten teams as well. No doubt. So we'll continue here with professional sports better Brad Powers. Maybe a little bit more on that Oklahoma upgrade in his opinion. And also, uh, the point spread has moved between these two Power 5 teams, but I'm surprised it's still sitting where it is today. We'll ask Brad more about that coming up here on VEASAN. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juice Reel, a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. It links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth betting analytics on your betting history, and there's much more. You have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users. This in-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winners and fade the losers. Developed an AI bot, Robo Jackson, hitting 60% more than 100 games. Find out for yourself and help you become a smarter, better. See stats and betting behavior. Juice Reel, R-E-E-L, JuiceReel.com. We continue with Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, BradPowerSports.com. Great information in his newsletter. All the teams where their quarterbacks out, everyone who has people, uh, players hitting the portal, and uh, starters out as well. Uh, great job with that. How about, does number one, does Van Dyke do anything for you going to Wisconsin and, and your thoughts on Wisconsin LSU? Yeah, he doesn't really move the needle. Like uh, it's it, as far as is he a massive upgrade over what they had? You know, Tanner Mordecai this year? No, maybe a slight upgrade because Mordecai was you know banged up a little bit, but nothing that's going to say, oh, I you know Wisconsin's going to go from you know a, a middling seven-win team to a contender in, in what is going to be a much tougher uh, Big Ten conference, especially for teams that were in the West Division that can't beat up on one another. Uh, year after year so no it doesn't do much for me but I, i'll tell you what does do something for me just line move in wisconsin's bowl game uh i'm waiting for the news to officially hit that daniels isn't gonna play uh and it ticks down any further i love lsu in this game i think nussmeyer the lsu backup quarterback so a top five backup quarterback in the country seen him play in fact seen him play in last year's bowl game where lsu destroyed a big 10 t- team so and you look at wisconsin completely compromised at wide receiver and running back I don't like the offense to begin with there. And then just, I mean, they have four or five starters out uh, out of those two position groups. And they just lost one of their best defensive players of the portal yesterday and Turner, a linebacker that's been a multiple year starter, one of their best players. So I, I like LSU there. I fade. I, I don't like, I agree with the line move. 
Yeah, I, I talked to a few people down in that area about Nussmeier before the season started, and the, the reaction was the same exact thing. It's like, oh, this kid's good. He can play. They he, wanted him to play over Daniel. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Kid won the Heisman Trophy, and they're like, well, Nussmeier's really, really good. We'll get, we'll get a chance to see him again in this bowl game. Then here's a game, and I know we've talked to you about this, uh, I think, in previous weeks, but are you surprised it's still Texas A&M minus three against Oklahoma State? They open up four and a half. Every single time you turn on TV, another kid's leaving from Texas A&M. I think it's, per your tweet, it's now 11 guys who are going to bail on the program. They're still laying as a three-point three favorite here. Are you surprised by that? I am. I mean, uh, let's say, though, if all things are equal, both teams have full strength. I mean, A&M would be about a touchdown favorite here, but, man, it shouldn't be without that many starters. Uh, skeleton crew coaching staff. Uh, and, and I just, you know, on the other side, a guy that's been there, done that's coached 17 bowl games and Mike Gundy. And meanwhile, you know, oh, by the way, he's won 11 of those 17 bowl games. He's one of the better bowl coaches at 11 and six. I just, oh, if you wanted a best bet on the board right now that's available, Oklahoma State for me. I mean, I, I'm, I yeah. for, forget the plus three, you better bet him on the money line. That's what I did. Expand on that, what you said about, because I think you briefly mentioned it last week as well with Oklahoma, how you were on the Sooners against Arizona, although the Wildcats were taking money. Uh, why didn't you expand on that and tell us why you're so high in the backup quarterback here? Well, a couple reasons. Number one, Jackson Arnold, uh, you know, five-star kid, uh, more talented than, than Dylan Gabriel. And I, I think Dylan Gabriel was actually pushed out. So that tells me all I need to, to, to hear as far as what they've seen in practice with the kid. I also think Arizona's gotten to the point where, hey, they're one of the best ATS teams in the country, but now they're expensive as far as I'm concerned. Laying a field goal against a you know, more talented roster in, in Oklahoma, that's saying something. It's easy to, 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 to be the, the, the hunter now. Now you're kind of the hunted. And we saw Arizona struggle a few times when they were favored away from home this season was a couple of times they didn't cover point spreads this year. So I, I just I like Oklahoma's roster. I think they'll have the crowd edge in this one. Uh, again, I, I make it kind of pick. So, I mean, if all things were equal, Oklahoma would probably be a four or five point mm. favorite. I just don't, I don't think that uh, Jackson Arnold is that big of a downgrade. Now they've had a couple other guys announce out Oklahoma, especially on the offensive line, but uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, plus three and money line for me on the Sooners. There's a Monday afternoon game, Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think four linemen are out for Western Kentucky, but uh, what do you think of ODU a short favorite? Yeah, I bet ODU. Still, anything under three would bet Old Dominion. I think they're fired up. I mean, you don't believe me? Just, t- just uh, you know, Google or, or YouTube or whatever you kids are doing these days. <laughs> the final play of the regular season, they scored a touchdown to get the ball eligibility, oh. and they celebrated like they won the national championship. So they're fired up. Uh, one thing that does concern me, the nation's leading tackler is a linebacker for them. He's out injured. It's not like he opted out. He's just hurt. So that, that concerns me a little bit. But you mentioned that cluster opt-outs for Western Kentucky, four guys in the offensive line. I, I'm not sure that always gets properly priced in, uh, to the market, yeah. especially at a group of five school where this isn't Georgia. This isn't Ohio State where you just roll in the backup and he's still a very, very talented kid. This is now going to be not so, not so talented kid with not any experience. So look for uh, ODU here, uh, minus the two and a half. All right. Uh, Tuesday? San Antonio against Marshall, a big point spread. I think we mentioned this with you on air. Remember the Marshall coached, the kid hit yeah. the portal, and the Mar- San Antonio's lane thirteen, and the coach said, "Yeah, the fan base couldn't stand him. He's got and the kid, he was miserable here. Okay, and now he's gone." 
13 is a little rich for me. This is one where, sure, if you have a eight and a half, nine and a half ticket in your pocket, I didn't get that. I'm a little upset that I didn't bet that. I was looking over my tickets and didn't see that. So I, I, I'm disappointed I didn't catch that earlier. Now, though, I'll be honest with you, point of no return, I like Mar- I would take Marshall. Pennington's going to be the backup. He led him to a big win over Georgia Southern earlier this year. Uh, I just can't be laying that kind of number here with UTSA. Give me Marshall plus a 13. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Brad Powers. So I'll run some numbers by you here on, on the board, and we'll ask if they're out of range at this point. You may have been responsible for some of these moves. I know you like the Cuse South Florida total over. It's now 61. Is that pretty much out of range now? No, I'd still lean that way. I'd still go over. I'd still lean South Florida in that game. Uh, major reason was quarterback was banged up Schrader for much of the season and wasn't widely reported so much that they were going to, you know, they, they were using Wildcat in a few games. So he's healthy. You saw them healthy in the finale against Wake Forest. They put up 35. Looked like the offense in September. And then South Florida runs as fast as tempo as anybody in the country. As long as I don't have to worry about weather, I'm, it looks like I'm going to start checking these Florida weather forecasts. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm good. That we're, we're in good shape, even at the current numbers there. You liked Utah State plus two and a half against Georgia State. It's now a pick em. What do you make of that number? Yeah, it's still fine with it. Uh, the, okay. I, Georgia State's number one. I already like Georgia State in the game, pure power rating. I made them uh, you know, close to pick. Uh, as it was. And then, you know, the factor in the fact that Marcus Carroll's a really good running back for Georgia State. He hit the portal. Their top wide receiver hit the portal. Their top offense lineman hit the portal. And let's talk, you know, this is in Boise, Idaho. Uh, Georgia yeah. State playing in Boise, Idaho is going to be a little bit of a culture shock. Utah State's used to playing there. Good one. Now, is this one out of range? You liked Vitek minus six. They're north of that now. It's north of seven. Seven and a half or eight is the number against Tulane. Still would play it. Uh, Just two programs passing in the night right now, at least uh, for for this season. Virginia Tech's on the ascent. Saw that in the finale where they destroyed Virginia to get the ball eligibility. There's some opt-outs there, but not a lot of key guys for them. In fact, some of their opt-outs are so excited that they're going to be playing in the bowl game still. That says a lot to me. Uh, And then uh, on the opposite side, again, interim coach, several opt-outs. I don't think the Mike, I'm not sure Michael Pratt's going to play. And keep in mind, a backup quarterback is hurt. Two other backups have hit the portal. If Michael Pratt doesn't play in this game, Tulane will be down to a fifth-string quarterback. Oh, oh wow. Uh, two minutes, Brad. Two more things. You, got, you, meant, you did this in your newsletter, and we start obviously Saturday. What advice do you have for people in confidence pools? Oh, uh, good. you know, let Vegas tell you. I mean, tell you what, to, you know, I go off Vegas lines first and foremost. I mean, Oregon should be number one in your confidence if you're doing straight up. I mean, uh, let's not get too cute there. But uh, and then I, I think, you know, at the bottom, you know, you're, you're I've mentioned a few of them. Uh, you know, Don't be afraid. You know, a couple of three point underdogs. Go ahead and pick them straight up. But it kind of it always depends on the size of your pool. Are you going you're competing against national? You know, you're going up against a national pool. Then, then you're going to have to take a little bit more risk. If you're competing in an office with, 20, you know, 20 people. Again, I, I let the Vegas point spreads dictate uh, who, who's going to win those games. So, And then you take a flyer on four or five games. But uh, okay. we'll see how I do. It, I've, I've finished in the top 50 one year in ESPN's Bowl Mania out of what, like a million people? Wow. Good job. One minute left. How about the FCF semis? South Dakota State's 21 Friday night, and the favorites flipped. Montana's now favored against North Dakota State. Entz takes the linebacker job at USC, their head coach. 
Yeah, and that really got me off of what I was going to have a big bet on North Dakota State. I just They're playing their best ball of the season. I think they're better than Montana. I think Montana's overrated. Uh, so that got me from a really strong position on North Dakota State. To, I'm just going to stand bat there. And then uh, the other game, I lean Albany, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I preferred the 21 and a half. That's how dominant South Dakota State is. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, follow him on X. He's at Brad Power 7. The website is bradpowersports.com. Awesome stuff. Good luck this weekend, Brad. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, Thank be you. good. Up next, we'll hit uh, tonight's Thursday night football game. Chargers, Raiders, a tricky handicap became even trickier yesterday. We'll explain why next here on VEASAN. Edge this college bowl season. The VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that allow you to see where the money and bets are moving in every game. And our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every single bowl game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Paul Charchian joins the program now. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, guillotineleagues.com. We always begin with the Thursday night game, and uh, this is such a mess. I mean, we don't know about Devontae Adams. We don't know about Jacobs. Keenan Allen is out. What do we know about Easton Stick? More than that, by the way, offensive lineman, the floor is yours. Take it away with what you have on tonight's game. Yeah, you've hit on all the key stuff with some of the question marks. But let's add this. Max Crosby may not play in this game. You know, arguably the best player on the field for either team. So, yeah, that would be another big blow for sure. Let's talk Easton Stick. What do you guys know about Easton Stick? If anything, and don't feel bad if you don't know anything. North Dakota State? Yeah. Yes. Nicely done, Polly. North Dakota State Bison, three-year starter. You know the record? 49-3 and three mm. with three championships in all three of his years as starter. <laughs> oh, wow. Not bad. Even at the FCS level, that's pretty impressive, right? So he's been the backup in San Diego now for five years. Also kind of impressive if you're good enough to be the backup in a system for five years and they keep you around. He is a decent deep ball passer. Um, and they even dialed up, they let him throw deep a couple of times in that uh, roughly half of work that he got last week, Easton Stick. But he's also a good runner. And here's what I, I want to highlight this as a betting option for you guys. When these teams first met in week four, obviously Justin Herbert was there. He ran for two touchdowns in that game against the Raiders. Um, your Easton Stick, Easton Stick's a better runner than Justin Herbert by, a, a, by quite a bit. His anytime touchdown is plus five fifty. You might want to you might want to think about that. Um, and he's he is a functional passer. And uh, watching his preseason and stuff, the guy he's not. I really don't think he's going to embarrass himself. I don't think we're going to have an Aiden O'Connell, Josh Dobbs type uh, Raiders <laughs> game here. I think he's going to be a functional passer against a middle of the pack Raiders uh, pass defense. And so, yeah, I I don't hate the kid here. And I think there there might be uh, there might be some value to guys like Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston, who's yep. going to play in this game. Yeah, yeah. You travel all that way, you come to our beautiful city, and it's three nothing. It's three nothing. <laughs> so the Vikings, did you see this stat? Vikings are the first team in, if I've got it right, two hundred and fifty eight games to win with three points. 
What do you mean? So out of the past 258 teams that scored three points, they were all losses. The Vikings were oh, the first. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I must not have said it very well. Okay, sorry. Okay. First oh. team out of 258 uh, games uh, yeah, to we win go, with three points. Yeah, we go back to Monday. I can't believe how many times it's been a 3 nothing final, which uh, was staggering. So what, what do we do here with now that it's playoff time and we have all yeah. these quarterback issues? I know. It's bad, right? Uh, Easton Stick is a is a a quasi viable option, but I'm looking ahead to Monday night. Um, you know, Drew Locke might play, or maybe it's Geno Smith. We don't know yet, but you could protect yourself, pick up both. Nobody's got Drew Locke. You can go get him right now. It's the Eagles secondary. Everybody's hammering this Eagles secondary, and I think most people don't realize just how bad it's been. Six straight quarterbacks, multiple touchdowns against the Eagles. They're cornerbacks. Remember when Darius Slay was you were you couldn't start a fantasy guy because they were going on the Slay right? They were dead. He's pro football focuses cornerback 48. James Bradbury, pro football focuses cornerback 102. Wow. And Bradley Roby in the slot is cornerback 85. Here comes DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba running from the slot. This is a there's there's real opportunity here, whether it's Drew Locke, Geno Smith, that could be a desperate quarterback move for somebody. Okay, does this, uh, I, I, do you want to call it a current hot streak? It's been two games. It looks good when you watch it with Joe Flacco. I mean, they're not yeah. They're not afraid to take risk down the field. I, I, just, I love the game plan here since he took over as a starting quarterback, Stefanski and him, you know, just like, let's, let's go bombs away. Let's let her yeah, rip. Love it. Do you, do you like him in this game against the Bears? Amazing that Joe Flacco, you know, at 83 years old, on the couch three weeks ago, he looks like the most natural fit in this offense out of anybody we've seen. And we've seen now, what, four different quarterbacks for Cleveland. So in his two starts, he's got 565 passing yards and five touchdowns. Now, the tricky part is the Bears. This whole defense has gotten so much better, and especially against the pass. We touched on it a little bit last week. Over the past five weeks, Chicago, allowing the third fewest passing yards, just 191 per game, and 0.8 passing touchdowns. The last two quarterbacks to face Chicago thrown six interceptions. They've done it with Montez Sweat. That acquisition helped a lot. And then they've got this elite corner, Jalen Johnson, who's going to get paid. And he's yeah, he's fantastic. So it, this is a much tougher spot. Um, I'm, they've got a couple of games to look at what Flacco's been doing. I, I don't love Flacco here. And I've punished him down to quarterback 18 in my rankings for this week. Mm, okay. We'll continue here with Paul Charchian, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. You can get all of his player rankings. Click on Charch Ranks at the very top of guillotineleagues.com. What do you want to make of uh, what's been going on? Stefan Diggs got off to a, a really hot start. He was scoring a bunch he of did. touchdowns with the Bills. Yeah, That has gone by the wayside, uh, particularly as of late. Does that rebound? Does he make it? Like, is he going to have a good game against the, the Cowboys here? Yeah, let's talk it through. So, and how bad has it been in his past seven games, which is an eternity in the NFL? That's an incredibly long sample size. Here's Stefan Diggs' average game 53 yards, 0.4 touchdowns. Ooh. To put another name on 53 yards and, and 0.4 touchdowns, that's Jordan Addison, not Stefan Diggs. I mean, this is Stefan Diggs we're talking about. Now he gets the Dallas secondary, which feels tough but hasn't been the same since Stefan Diggs's brother Trayvon went down. You know, last week AJ Brown, your lead receiver, 9 catches, 94 yards against the Cowboys. The week before that, DK Metcalf, 3 touchdowns. The week before that, Curtis Samuel, 100 yards. Week before that, Adam Thielen had 8 catches. Wide receiver ones getting it done against the Dallas secondary. 
So I think we're going to get I think we're going to get the a makeup game from Stefan Diggs here. Want to believe it's going to happen. He's my wide receiver 11 this week. Jefferson says he's playing. What do you yes. expect from the Vikings here uh, with Mullins now in the quarterback change and if they can get a, a big game out of Jefferson? Well, Mullins is going to let you throw downfield in a way that Dobbs just couldn't and didn't. You know, Dobbs was so slow to make his reads that he couldn't get anything going downfield. He was already getting the pocket collapsed on him and now, you know, things from already, already thrown interception. So Mullins at least brings that to the table. Um, you know, this is still an offense that's designed to go through Justin Jefferson, and hopefully he doesn't get anything like the murder ball that he got thrown by Josh Dobbs that yeah. ended up sending him to the hospital. Um, and Mullins is just a—he's a stronger arm player. Uh, he's been in the system for two years. I think he's gonna—I think he's gonna be good enough to safely put Justin Jefferson back in your lineup. I wouldn't—I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, you know. I wouldn't want to bank anything on any outcome here because we're still talking about Nick Mullins, but I think he's going to be functional in a way in the passing game, in the way that we haven't seen since Kirk Cousins went down. Okay, you came out here last weekend for the Vikings-Raiders game. Again, 3 nothing, no score until below the two-minute mark yeah. uh, in that fourth quarter. We started with the Thursday night game. Let's close on that as well. You mentioned to me before you popped on the air, you might have a good betting angle here with Jacoby Myers, yeah. uh, who is going to, we know that for sure as of right now, right? He's going to play tonight. What is it? Uh, okay, well, first, you know, Devontae Adams, um, it, uh, he's got some undisclosed illness. Yep. We don't know what it is. My sources say, um, Mitch, it's super herpes, um, but we don't know. Um, so we'll find out for sure later. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's reportedly going to be the starter there. Um, Raiders, you know, they've been so weird. They they don't throw to Devontae Adams in the red zone, which Aaron Rodgers and David and, and Derek Carr repeatedly proved was his forte, but they don't do it this year. And here come the Chargers. They rank 28th in wide receiver yards allowed. They rank 27th in wide receiver touchdowns allowed. When they don't throw, they don't throw to they don't throw to Devontae Adams. How about Jacoby Myers? Your anytime touchdown plus 375. His cornerback matchup is going to be against Michael Davis who has allowed the most passing touchdowns in the league, seven of them. So the plus 375, there's a lot of reasons to think Jacoby Myers plus 375 has got a nice opportunity, even with Aiden O'Connell at the helm. Well, I did not realize that he is uh, that high of a number tonight to score a game. I guess a low total. O'Connell is the quarterback. All right. Again, uh, website, guillotineleagues.com. You can click click on our charts rigs at the top to get all those player rankings every single week. And also the podcast is called Fantasy Football Weekly. Thanks, Charge. Great stuff as always. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank yes, you, sir. Be good. There you go. Paul Charging with us. You excited for this game tonight? This is exactly what we talk about, Paulie, yeah. in June. When people are complaining, man, what I would give for football. I know it's like that a lot I'm on ever, a Thursday night, but... Backup quarterbacks, everyone's hurt. Oh, man. I'm actually more excited for this game. And I know last Thursday turned out to be pretty entertaining... I'm more excited tonight than I was for that one going what? in. Yeah, well, we had the total of thirty, though. No, no, I know this that, was, but, but it, it was over at halftime. Well, that's true, but it was also the expect what could happen in the prop standpoint. Okay. If you missed any of the show, all you have to do wherever you get your podcast, search "Follow the Money." Good luck tonight. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.